broadcasting from the Comfort Inn in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is the Campus Church Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Darrell. This is episode 91, A Dialogue on Islam. Welcome, everybody, to the Campus Preacher Podcast, a podcast designed to encourage and equip you in the work of evangelism. I'm your host, Keith Darrell, and I am in Lincoln, Nebraska, after preaching for the last two days in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, yesterday was actually one of my favorite days of the semester. It was just really fruitful, and even at the end of this dialogue, you'll have a reference, uh, a guy, uh, the guy who I'm talking to, will make a reference to the girl the day before interrupting me and everything else. And uh, one of the cool things, I mean, she harangued me, and even this guy calls attention to her, kind of giving me the business out there. And for whatever reason, and I, I think in part because I started preaching, like we were in a smaller group and started spending some time on like real sin, like if you're abused, if you're this, if you're that, like real sin, not just, oh, we're all sinners, but the minute you begin to come to grips with real sin, then the gospel will begin to make sense and the need for the gospel. And I brushed on abuse. And I just think a lot of, the more I preach on campus, the more I realize how a lot of people have suffered abuse in their childhood. And uh, this girl started listening. And for whatever reason, she went from haranguing me into a guy interrupting me. And she kind of yelled at him, don't interrupt him, let him finish his thoughts or whatever it was. And then uh, she came up to me and apologized for being, uh, she apologized to me for her being an asshole. I guess I'm allowed to say that on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. I said at the end of this discussion. Um, But what this discussion is about, so this was, we're getting ready to preach today. And a guy came up to me uh, referring to yesterday's conversation or the preaching the day before, and we, we kind of brush on uh, Islam, and uh, it's one of those things I haven't, you know, Islam's not fresh in my head, because it was one of those things that used to come up a lot, and it's been a little bit on the back burner, for whatever reason, I don't feel like I interact with Muslims or have an immediate Islamic apologetic, so to speak, so it's not even like the pluralists out there just saying, oh, how do you know Christianity opposed to Islam? I, like, this just hasn't really been an issue, and Part of it might be, as I think about it, while I was off of campus for about a year and a half, so maybe it just wasn't much of a discussion last fall. Um, but I kind of mentioned two things here, and this is the important thing for me in getting into this discussion on Islam, is that the the fundamental divide over something like the Trinity, and then from there, the crucifixion of Jesus. So the Trinity, Jesus being the Son of God, and the crucifixion of Jesus. And one of the uh, things to address, uh, I, I mentioned the word shirk. And so shirk is basically a form of idolatry within Islam, which is like the highest sin you can commit and it's unforgivable, and it's ascribing partners uh, to Allah. Now, I'm just going to read a Wikipedia entry on the Islamic view of the Trinity and just kind of give you the idea that, you know, it's kind of mainstream. The, the purpose of turning to Wikipedia is just like, look, it's a mainstream source telling you uh, that the doctrine of the Trinity is in line with committing shirk. And so that's often one of the things I want to mention in the discussion. Um, So it says this on the Wikipedia page. In Christianity, the doctrine of the Trinity states that God is a single being who exists simultaneously and eternally as a communion of three distinct persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In any event, such a concept of plurality within God is considered a denial of modern theism and foreign to the revelation found in Muslim scripture. Shirk, the act of ascribing partners to God, whether they be sons, daughters, or other partners, is considered to be a form of unbelief in Islam. The Quran repeatedly and firmly asserts the absolute oneness, thus ruling out the possibility of another being sharing his sovereignty or nature. In Islam, the Holy Spirit is believed to be the angel Gabriel. Uh, There has been little doubt that Muslims have explicitly rejected Christian doctrines of the Trinity from an early date. So, basic idea, shirk. So a little bit later on in discussion uh, with this guy, I will mention uh, the concept of shirk, and that's basically uh, what I'm getting at, is this doctrine of the Trinity, calling Jesus the Son of God, 
is a violation of that. So Islam and Christianity, if we're trying to take both seriously, what was kind of interesting that I was preaching a little bit later, and this gentleman came back into the conversation, and he wanted to insist on the similarities. Um, but but again, what I, what I try to emphasize, and I don't have it recorded, but what I try to emphasize with them is if we take and we want to respect Islam on its own terms, we have to grant that Muhammad and the people following him uh, acknowledge a fundamental distinction between Christianity and Islam. And if we take Christianity on its own terms, we have to understand a fundamental distinction between Christianity and Islam. So A can't be non-A in the same way at the same time, but our culture wants to flatten that out. And I kind of brush on that in this conversation, uh, but not too, too thoroughly. The other thing I hit at here in this discussion is whether or not Jesus Christ um, was crucified, obviously central to Christianity. Uh, as Paul says, I pass on to you that which is the first importance. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried, was raised up on the third day according to the scriptures. Um, and, and so that's obviously the central element of all four Gospels. They culminate in Christ's passion and his death. And we're going into Good Friday this week. That's a central element of the Christian message that this Jew receiving capital punishment at the hands of the Roman Empire is the act by which God is putting the world right. And on the third day, he was resurrected. That's our message. Um, but in basically chapter 4, or Sarah uh, 4, 157, speaking about judgment coming upon the Jews and the covenant people, it says this, um, that they, uh, you know, the judgment's coming and for their boasting, saying, we killed the Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, the messenger of Allah. But they neither killed nor crucified him. It was only made to appear so. Even those who argue for this crucifixion are in doubt. They have no knowledge whatsoever, only making assumptions. They certainly did not kill him. And so, according to the Quran and kind of mainstream interpretation, uh, Jesus was not crucified, but someone who looked like him uh, was substituted in his place, uh, is, is kind of how they, uh, is what they uh, made it look like it was only made appear to so so that basic idea is that someone was substituted in this place and again just appealing to wikipedia just says this given the historicity of jesus death and the islamic theological doctrine on the supposed inerrancy of the quran most mainstream muslims and islamic scholars deny the cruci crucifixion and death of jesus uh, deny the historical reliability of the gospels claim that the canonical gospels are a corruption of the true gospel of jesus for their for their portrayal of jesus dying and they also claim that extra biblical evidence for jesus death is a christian forgery um and so you know if you just if you again if you're just t trying to take both religious systems seriously on their own terms you're not sitting there with a coexist bumper sticker where you're trying to stamp everything down to be equal and the same uh, what you end up finding is that there are fundamental differences between Christianity and Islam. And so here's a kind of a brief 10-minute conversation that I have with a guy on campus, and uh, hopefully it might be helpful some of this interaction on uh, when I'm interacting on the issue of Islam. Now, within that, um, you know, just kind of maybe adjust your uh, volume. There was It was a really, really windy day, so some wind comes across my microphone. It's not awful. Uh, it gets pretty bad right towards the end and maybe like two other spots. Um but hopefully I've kind of tried to you know, fix the volumes and all that sort of stuff. So hopefully it's consistent. But just realize that there's going to be a couple spots which is kind of windy. And so hopefully this all makes sense and hopefully it's helpful. Thank you. So you guys were here yesterday. What happened yesterday? Huh? What happened yesterday? Uh, the religious discussion. Yeah, we're the religious guys. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so one of the points that I wanted to make... And I'm not saying that I don't believe the Bible or uh -huh. that I don't believe in Jesus. I mean, I certainly believe in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. okay? But um, the, the point that I wanted to bring up was that the, uh, the Quran, which was written around the year 700, uh, 
was written at that time uh, by Muhammad in Arabic, which is a language that still exists. Okay, and uh, he, uh, Jesus Christ, is mentioned lots of times in the Quran, and 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 Muhammad and Islam believes in Jesus Christ as a prophet. Okay, so there's a difference because how the Jews don't believe that Jesus was the actual Son of God, mm -hmm. but a prophet. Mm -hmm. Okay, and. Um, uh, but that the, the Quran was written at a time when they were writing it down at the time in a language that still exists. Whereas the Bible, uh, okay, so everything in the Old Testament is, is oral tradition because they didn't write stuff back then. And then, uh, well, by 1400 BC, they're writing, they're writing in 1400 BC. That's when the Old Testament would have been written, was about 14, 1300. At least the Torah, the Torah would have been written in 13, 1400 BC. So they would have been written language at that point. But why is it that none of the stories of Jesus were written? None of the stories in the Bible uh, about Jesus was written uh, at the time of Jesus. They were not written until afterwards. Well, sure. I, I would say they were written. I would say they're, most of them were written within 30 years of his life. So he was crucified in about AD 30. And I would say by 60, the Gospels uh, were written about his life. Then you have Paul also writing about his life. And so, sure, it wasn't written at the time, but shortly after his life, they began to write about his life and his teachings and everything else. So I would right. say. And, and, they, and they wrote it in, a, in an ancient language that doesn't. For the most part, doesn't exist. We don't speak it, but it's not a dead language in the sense that nobody understands it. So it's in but Koine, it's true. It's, it's, true. it's in Koine Greek right. and, and Hebrew. So the Hebrew Bible can still be read and understood. It's still a spoken right. language, even right. even right. if there's variances. But the thing is, is that uh, but but certain people no validity to the Quran and 100 percent validity to the Bible. And I, I, I'm just saying that the the, the the Quran and I'm not Islam. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not Muslim. Uh, but uh, but the the, the the to me. Uh, the message of the Quran is so similar to the message of Jesus Christ, written, written almost a thousand years later, uh -huh. uh, that I think that you have to give both books at least equal treatment, and, and only if you believe that you know that Jesus Christ is the you know the be all, you know if you if you accept the you know, that he was actually the son of God as opposed to a prophet, which mm -hmm. is what the Islam believes. Um, yeah, so, so that's the gap. So, so we would say Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, resurrected on the third day. The Muslims would say, yeah, they acknowledge Jesus as being a prophet and stuff like that, but they would deny that Jesus was actually crucified. The Quran says God would never allow one of his prophets such a thing to happen to his prophets. So someone who looked at Jesus was substituted his place and kind of deceived everybody there to think it was actually Jesus being crucified, but it wasn't I have him. I do research on that. Yeah. I, I, I think they denied the resurrection, but I'm not sure that they denied that he was actually crucified. Yeah, so I, I would encourage, because that, that's the divide. Was he crucified? So Good Friday, Christians around the world are going to celebrate, uh, well not be able to acknowledge his death and celebrate it in the sense that it was a Tony sacrifice for us. But it's that cross event and then the resurrection that separates Islam from Christianity. So I would say in many ways, like Islam is like a Christian error. So with, if Christianity didn't exist, Islam cannot exist. It's downstream from Christianity. Just as Mormonism could not exist if Christianity didn't exist. But Joseph Smith was not a prophet. Well, and, and, they, they're, and they're all descendants from Abraham. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so I even ask you, what is the Abrahamic faith? It's Abraham offering up his beloved son. Uh, Abraham offers up Isaac. It's Christianity that you find the fulfillment of the Abrahamic faith. So I, I mean, there's a sense in which I agree that Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are in a sense rooted there. But the question becomes, is there a content to the Abrahamic faith? And I would say the content is Abraham offering up his beloved son to bless the nations. And now I, a non-Jew, worship the God of Abraham 
through the sacrifice of God's Son. And so I would say, so in wanting to take the Quran seriously and, and respect it, I have to say, you and I, not, not you, but I'm just saying, it's the, the Quran and the Bible are, are antithetical to one another on the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection. That's why the Apostle Paul says, if Christ has not been raised from the dead, we pass on you that which are the first points. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, Old Testament, according to the scriptures. He was buried, raised up on the third day according to the scriptures. And, he, and Paul says, if, that, if those events did not happen, we are found to be false witnesses against God because we're saying, here's what God did if in fact he did not do it. So if Islam's true, I'm just wrong, plain and simple. But at the same time, if Christianity is true, Islam's just flat wrong. Yeah, but Islam is not based on denial of the, the crucifixion and the resurrection. I but, mean, but, but it is in part because if the crucifixion happened, then they have to reorient their understanding of what a prophet is. And they have to reorient their understanding of who Jesus was. So if Jesus was crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected, they have to reorient from just being a prophet because they don't think God would allow one of their prophets to suffer in such a way. So, 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 and then it goes back to, does God have a son? So, so according to Islam, uh, by acknowledging that God has a, they, they call it a partner, but by saying that Jesus is God's son, I'm committing shirk in Islam, which is the highest sin you can commit. So me even saying that God has a son, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, in Islam, I'm committing basically idolatry and blasphemy. And yeah. so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to hell according to Quran, which is right. fine. But I, I, well, but they, they don't. Uh, they But we do. So, so one of us, both, we both can't be right. That's right. We can both be wrong <laughs> about who he is, but we but, both can't be right. Well, that's that, and that is true. Uh-huh. Uh But you know, but in a you know, but in a t- totally uh, objective, scholarly look at it, um, I mean, it seems like uh, when I say you, I don't necessarily no, no, it's, specifically okay, okay. you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it boils down to uh, the belief that uh, G- you know the difference between was Jesus a prophet or was Jesus the actual Son of God, um, and uh, I, you know that's kind of what it boils down to. And I can understand that there that those are competing ideologies mm-hmm. that cannot be reconciled. Yeah. Um, but the uh, uh, but that's not the uh, that's not the old. That may be the overall message of the uh, of the Bible, which I don't quite believe that it is, because it has a whole lot to do with treat, you know how we treat people and how you treat others, and and I, and I think that's pretty much the you know the way the Quran is, is kind of structured, uh, and uh, it has to, and so it has to. Uh, I think that the Quran and the and, and, and or Islam and Christian both believe in the same God. You know, the, the, you know, not not Jesus, but the you know the Father, mm-hmm. and that and that there's a certain way to live your life that respects God and, and lives in God's the way that He wants you to live that are so similar that I, I just think that... But, but again, I, I can acknowledge strands of similarity because, again, I think they're rooted there, but, like, let's just say you're married uh, and you run off with another woman. You can tell your wife, there's so many similarities between you and her. You both have eyes, you both have ears, you both have... So there's going to be a lot of similarities, but the question is, is that your wife? And so if there are similarities, because, again, I think Islam's kind of, in a sense, an errand from Christianity. If Christianity didn't exist, it couldn't exist. Um, so, but within that, if Jesus is God and I'm literally worshiping him, and I'm baptizing people in his name, and I'm acknowledging him, I'm confessing with his mouth that he's equal to Yahweh, who created the heavens and the earth, and Muslims say, how dare you, you're committing idolatry. We're, we're at a difference of who God is. And then, and then from there, we end up reducing the message to, to I'm going to even acknowledge, sure, there's, there's similar ethical things, um, but within that, the, the, the radical difference is, in the context of kind of moral and ethical aspects of life, 
Our testimony is how do we atone for our sin? Islam and us would fundamentally disagree. That's why Paul says we pass on the death of Jesus for our sins. And, and it's that atoning sacrifice that's going to be the chasm between Christianity and everything else. Everything else says get your act together. Work. Try harder. Become a new man. Become a new person. And we're just saying all we have to offer is a crucified Jew put down by the Roman Empire. That in that event of a Jew being crucified under the Roman Empire, somehow God's putting the world right through that event and his resurrection. And so when we come out and announce it, it's somehow everything, we are staking all of our claims on that, on that event. And if, if his atoning sacrifice and his resurrection is not sufficient for me, I'm not that ethical, man. I'm not that loving. I'm not that great. I'm not that kind. I'm not that patient. I'm not that loving. I'm in trouble. If, if God really is holy and pure, I'm in trouble. And, it's, and that's not to like put a little juke on. If I'm 100% honest with everything that goes on in my heart and mind, I'm like, good night. Like if uh, Bob Dylan has a line that says, if people can see my thought stream, sure, they put my head in a guillotine. That's the reality. If, if, if my thoughts are projected up here for the world to see, no one's going to walk by. I'm like, man, that man's righteous. Now, my acts are going to be relatively normal and good in the context of American culture, but compared to God's holiness, man, I'm just I'm just nothing. And right. so, so that, that atoning sacrifice of Christ, that God himself became a man and washed our feet. I was preaching one time at Central Oklahoma, and a Muslim said, God would never do that. Your God pooped and peed. He, did. he became a man in every way that we are to wash our feet. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the eternal God, became a man to cleanse us. That I mean, that's a radically different message than what other religions and other systems have to offer up. Ours is God became a man to save you. He loved us when we were unlovable. And now we love him in response, but we don't love him to try to earn something from him, but I now love him because he first loved me. And so I, I'm staking everything on that death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. And if that event didn't happen, I freely acknowledge. If Islam's true, I'm just wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just wrong. Uh, but obviously I'm persuaded that that event happened and is true. And Right. Uh, and uh, if I... You know, but whether that uh, that actually happened or not, I mean, uh, he did die, um, and uh, almost certainly was crucified. Uh, but uh, you know, the resurrection—it's uh, a little bit of an article of faith. I, I don't know uh, how much historical evidence. But I, I had to confess. Yeah. But what's the, your name, by the way? Lee. Lee. I'm Keith. Nice to meet you, man. Yeah. But one of the things I wanted to say is that yesterday, that was just—I. Uh, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I came by three different times, uh, before my first class, in between class, after my second class. And uh, at the end, though, there was this girl that was just like right up in your face and she and like and she was kind of a big girl, like she's trying to block you or something. Uh-huh. And I was just like, you know, you cannot have constructive conversations by yelling at each other or just trying to drown people out. This conversation. Yeah. Well, the amazing thing with that girl at the end of the day, I don't know what caused her to pivot. But she pivoted to a guy interrupting me, and she just started saying, let him speak. You finish him. And she came up to me at the end of the day and was like, I want to apologize. I was a total asshole to you today. So I asked you for forgive me for being a, an asshole. I was, and she's like, you, you said a lot of things I didn't agree with. But then as I started to listen to you, um, I realized I had a lot to learn sort of thing. And so like that girl, but yeah, she harangued me for a good hour, hour and a half. And uh, and then she pivoted. So who knows what's going on out here? Yeah, <laughs> you, you see crazy stuff. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. But the, the, whole, the whole thing was interesting to me. situation it's not like you're in an auditorium and you're speaking and uh-huh. people are respectfully listening this was like a mock <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sure was I was funny every now and then a teacher will let me talk in class and the students will always say you're so much better in here I was like I'm saying everything I say out there it's you that have to behave in here you know what I mean the <laughs> you actually have to behave <laughs> in the auditorium yeah yeah so you have to raise your hand out there you're gonna do whatever you want to do so that's yeah. that's the gap so yeah, yeah nice speech you, Lee God bless right. you man take care So that's this episode of the Campus Preacher 
podcast. If you have any questions, comments, demands, rebukes, exhortations, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Campus Evangel, Campus Preacher on Instagram, Keith Darrell on Facebook, and Keith Darrell at gmail.com on uh, email. So feel free to reach out. Lord bless you. Keep you. Talk to you next week.